Hey everyone, and welcome to the Stories Collective Podcast, a collection of stories about God's faithfulness and how we as believers engage with God, connect with others, and live on mission. There are stories about God's work all around us, and we are excited to share those stories with you here. Today, I had the amazing opportunity to interview a familiar face for a lot of you. I got to interview Sean U-Turn Taylor, and I say he's a familiar face because he regularly MCs for us in our services. He brings us the announcements, he talks to us about the offering, and so it was just really cool to get to sit down with Sean today and talk with him and hear more about why his friends call him U-Turn. So here we go, here's my interview with Sean U-Turn Taylor. All right, so I wish y'all could have seen, I was standing outside, I was kind of taking a break from doing some work stuff, and Sean Taylor literally rolls up on his motorcycle. It was amazing. I loved it. It was so cool because a lot of you might recognize Sean as one of our MCs, and he often talks about uh, his biker ministry and different things. It was just so cool to kind of see it in action. So welcome, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like I said, a lot of you might recognize Sean U-Turn Taylor, as he as he often says. So, Sean, how long have you been at Desert Springs? About 15 years, give or take. 15 years. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Kids have been here a long time. Family's been here a long time. So. Yeah. Well, that's that's something I was going to say, too, is your daughter, uh, Bree, and her husband, Daniel, are good friends of my husband and I. So it's kind of cool just to be able to talk to you today. Um, So, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking forward to sharing your story. So we'll just kind of jump right in. Um, Your story kind of starts when you were a lot younger. So you want to you want to start there? Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in church. Uh, it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you, every Sunday I was there. I was on the softball team. I was in choir. I was in Royal Rangers. I was there. All Royal the Rangers. That's Royal a deep cut. <laughs> that is a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean I, I mean, I did all those things. So it was, it was uh, you know, it was my second home. My mom got us there every year, every, uh, every week. And so I think that uh, it, it's um, the, the, the thing that happened, though, was as I grew older, um, it wasn't cool to be Christian anymore. Mm. And uh, the friends I made and, uh, you know, I was involved in sports and girls and all that. It got me got me off path. Uh, there's no other way to put it. And so I uh, the reality is that um, as I got older, uh, my probably I would say probably one of the peaks or peak or valleys in my life is uh, when I was uh, 17, uh, I graduated high school. I graduated on uh June 3rd, and my first daughter was born on June 3rd. Whoa. So I, I was a, a father. Uh, I, went, my, I, did my, um, I did my high school thesis on early childhood development. So. Wow. So you, okay, so you <laughs> so, basically, you walk across the stage at graduation, and then do you just, like, drive to the hospital? Or? Well, it, it, was, it was more like, I guess it was a, uh, June 2nd to June 3rd. So okay. we graduated June 2nd that evening, and then the next morning, literally, uh, Andrea was born. Wow. So, uh, so what, so you said you were 17. I was 17. I just graduated. Yeah. So what was, I mean, what was that like? Uh, it was scary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you know, I, I had big plans. I wanted to go to college and I wanted to be an artist. I, uh, that's what I wanted to do for a living. And, uh, it changed everything. I mean, the reality is, um, and, and I, I think I've, I've told people this, I, Holding your child in your arms is uh, the first time. They're so small. They're so delicate that it it's uh, 
there's no way to, it's so hard to explain the, the, the emotions. And, and, and I was hold, holding Andrea that day and I thought, oh man, you know, what am I going to do? I mean, she's, she was beautiful and uh, it was amazing that she was there. But uh, I thought, yeah, what am I going to do? Uh, here I am, you know, my, uh, my girlfriend and I weren't married. Uh, we had waited and uh, to get married and waited for other things, obviously. But, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, so, we, so I, I decided this is what I'll do. I'll join the Army and uh, we'll have benefits and we'll have everything we need. And uh, so I joined the infantry and, and went in. Uh, I graduated on the 3rd and July 5th. I was in basic. Wow. So, well, and I just, I mean, I know, I know we're kind of moving through the story a little bit, but I'm just still stunned at the fact that you were 17 years old. I mean, yes. that is so, like, I remember being 17 and thinking I was kind of grown up and I kind of knew things, but I mean, obviously <laughs> that's pretty young. That's really young. And so I just, I'm just stunned by like, you graduate high school, you're becoming a dad, you're joining the army. Um, there was just a lot going on in your life. Yeah, I got married just before uh, I went in, and that way. So you and your girlfriend got married. Yeah, we got married so that so that we could get the the benefits of the baby and for her and all that. But uh, you know, the reality is, so I thought I had this big plan to go in the army, and I got injured in my advanced training. So like, I was literally two weeks from graduation, and uh, I injured my knee, and I was sent home. So, I mean, I have an honorable discharge, but I didn't, wasn't in that long. Oh, wow. But then what do I do? You know, I come home, and the only thing I know how to do in the infantry, you're taught to kill people. That's wow. not, yeah. something, not something you can do in the real world. So, <laughs> so uh, what I, I did was I became a security guard uh, at night, and I was a, uh, went back to working in restaurants during the day. So I was working in a restaurant all day, either bussing tables, washing dishes, or cooking changing in my uniform for night, and then I would go work at night, third shift, as a security guard, and then I'd come home and sleep for a couple hours. <laughs> I'm tired just hearing this story. <laughs> so, but, I mean, the, the reality is what it, what it did was, uh, you know, I, I, I also came back different. You know, you, you, uh, you'll, say, you'll hear that from a lot of people who go into the military. You, you grow up, mm. uh, and I came home. It wasn't a bad thing, but I was uh, more responsible. I was more aware. Um, I had a... Honestly, I had a greater um, respect for life and, and, and felt it was like my job and, and felt the, the weight of being a father. So, um, so where was your relationship with the Lord at this time? It's funny. Uh, when I was in basic, uh, I picked up a Bible again um, because you were allowed to read two books. You could read your infantry field manual and you could read the Bible. <laughs> And uh, so I started reading my Bible. I remember a drill sergeant asking me, hey, uh, so how much did you read your Bible before you got in? So um, You said, well, I was in Royal Rangers. Yeah, so. Yeah. so, I mean, it was, it was something I got back in. But, you know, I wasn't, um, you know, one thing I would say, I, I wasn't well-practiced in study. And so mm. I was I reading through the Gospels. I, you know, I, I, I read the Acts, the Apostle, uh, Acts of the Apostles. I, 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 Psalms, things I was familiar with. Um, but I was just reading them, you know, mm -hmm. I wasn't really studying them. So it was, it was something that, uh, you know, I wouldn't say my relationship was close. Um, I think I was trying yeah, uh, to a certain extent. Um, but so what happened was I, um, 
I reached a point like I was I was doing all this work and when I was off my my girlfriend wanted to go dance and do all this stuff and I'm like well, we got responsibilities we, we have got, a child we got laundry to do and <laughs> yeah got, you know, and uh, so she like took off when Andrea was I think one wow um, and when she took off I mean she was just gone uh, so you were 19 18? 18 18 when I was a single dad like wow. I, I turned 18 in basic and then uh, roughly probably a year Andrea is maybe a little older than a year wow so so I was a single dad at 18 so wow which is scary you know I yes. I, I, I think um, I mean there were a lot of nights that I because I work I can so I had transitioned to one job I was working as a night auditor at a hotel and my uh, I I uh, I see how God works. To get sleep, I took my daughter to um, Mother's Days out at two different churches. So I would, Smart. I, so someone at work would watch her overnight, or my mom would watch her overnight. I'd pick her up in the morning. I'd take her to a Mother's Day out, telling them, look, I just need like three or four hours of sleep. Yeah. And so they would, they would do that. And when I didn't, a couple days a week, I couldn't do that. I just locked my door in my bedroom, and she played. Yeah. So probably shouldn't admit that. Anyway, but <laughs> well, I, I mean, God bless those churches that helped you out. You know, I'm sure they saw you, and kind of like, I feel like I am right now. I just can't believe you went through all of this. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad those churches had had grace for you and wanted to help you out. You know. Well, the, the bad side of that is, this is interesting. I, even though I was going to churches for help, um, I was pretty ticked off at God. I mean, yeah. I. I uh, felt like it was his fault I was in this situation because mm. I, I prayed to him. I said, you know, hey, hey you know, God, I, you know, you can save my marriage and I, I see it's going the wrong way. And, and he didn't do that. So mm. uh, and I went, uh, well, forget you. Yeah. <laughs> so I got rid of my Bibles. I got rid of my all of my Christian stuff. Wow. Like I completely uh, just said, look, I'll just do this. I'll, obviously, on my own, I'm going to do this on my own. Wow. And uh, so. You know, uh, but God's persistent. Um, I would say He's faithful. Mm-hmm. Uh, he He uh, He placed people in my life, and He truly, looking back, I was blessed to be where I was, and some people that were put in front of me. Um, uh, kind of a turning point was uh, I met this this uh, woman, young lady, uh, Wendy, and I we we were dating, and we got pretty serious. And uh, then one day she said. I can't date you anymore. Like I can't because she was she was a believer. Oh, and I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't living the life. We'll put it that way. And I, I think that. Um, so I, <laughs> I tell people for all the wrong reasons, I went back to church. I said, "Well, look, I, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to lose you. So yeah. let's go." So she took me to. A, we went to a Christian bookstore, and I re- bought a Bible. And uh, she got. She talked to me. She got do NIV. It'll be easier for you to read. Don't because King James is all I'd known. So oh yeah. So uh, <laughs> NIV is a little easier to read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so she she got my name engraved on the front and gold foil, all that. I still have the Bible, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's so sweet. So uh, anyway, but that's that's why I and it wasn't that simple. Um, yeah. But but that's what led me kind of you know to turn around and, and start heading the right direction. Yeah. Uh, in my life, at least in my walk with Christ. Yeah. So, okay. So you meet, so you meet Wendy, you guys, you know, fall in love Mm -hmm. and all that. So what, besides meeting her and kind of getting reintroduced back into the Christian life, what was it that really just made you say, okay, God, I want to live for you again. I want to, I want to be, you know, I want to walk with you again. I I think there was, there were a few, you know, 
as, as is normal, I was in church a few times and heard a few things. Uh, I had a, a person, I, I coached soccer teams for years, um, but when Andrew was early on, there was the head coach, one of the teams where I was the assistant, uh, invited me to go to a, um, a like a men's breakfast, okay. kind, of, kind of informal men's breakfast. And uh, I went there and, and uh, it was my way to work. And, you know, he kept he kept badgering me. But anyway, I went there and uh, it was it was cool because these guys are all just it was like a 10, 12 guys hanging around a table on a Denny's or something like that. And uh, I I talked to this guy the whole time and, you know, we were getting ready to leave. And uh, the guy I've been sitting next to, uh, somebody said, well, hey, Pastor, what are you going to go do today? And I had been sitting next to the pastor the whole time, and I had no idea. Like, oh. had, he was just another guy there, and, uh, and it was it was cool. It was cool, and it it, it made me think. Okay, well, who are what other times in my life has God placed people there? Uh, mm. And it, like I said, and I, so we started going to the church mm-hmm. where this coach went, and I got involved in Promise Keepers, which dates me when I was. Early it's another on, deep early cut. On. <laughs> you got all the deep cuts, Sean. <laughs> so, Royal Rangers, Promise Keepers, yeah. I love it. <laughs> so I got involved in the men's ministry, and, okay. and my my wife volunteered in the, co- you know, in the church, and, I mean, and and so it, it just became one of those things where uh, we could, um, you, you know, we just we got we got connected. Yeah, you know, we got got involved and and. Uh, and I started studying, and I got I got some actual Bible study <laughs> books, and I and I went through and studied Matthew, and I went through and studied, you know, and, mm-hmm. and spent time, and I got involved in small groups. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just it was a it's a combination of things. I I can't say there's one true thing that turned it all around. Okay, uh, well, and when you say your wife, I mean, right. spoiler, you right. and Wendy ended up getting married. Been married more than thirty years now. Wow. Yeah. So God was was so faithful to you in well, that, you well, know, and he, and he brought a woman in my life that was okay with me having a. I think I think and I think when we met she was Andrew was two or three years old. Wow. So I mean and she's accepted it as her own. Yeah. Um now Andrea's mom re entered the picture, I think, when about the time we that Wendy and I got married. Okay. And she was in Seattle and so we arranged for them to get to see each other and all that. But it was it was a little different, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little different. Yeah. Well and I know you and you and Wendy had more kids together we do. too. Yeah. We have uh Brianne, um Who's married to Daniel? Yes, my and friends. Your friends. <laughs> and um, and Seth. Seth is. Uh, it's funny. Seth is in the army now. He's a uh, wow. military intelligence. Uh, um, he's a sergeant. No, right now he's a corporal. So and he's he's spent time in Korea and he spent he thinks he wants to make a career of it. But wow. he's doing well and and he enjoys what he's doing. Yeah, it's so cool. Kids are kids are good. Well, and, and I, I have four grandkids. Four grandkids. I'm not, I'm not that old. <laughs> We don't we don't go by grandpa. I'm I'm OG. OG. OG okay. Yeah. What does OG stand for? Uh, OJII is actually Japanese for grandpa. Oh, that's so, very cool. Yeah. So that when, is really Wendy cool. is Gigi and I'm OG. That is so cool. So. I love it. Well, and you know I know. Okay, so this is a podcast. It's audio, but even just seeing you tell this story, you know, I could, as you were sharing about being a dad at seventeen, being. Uh, basically divorced at 18, a single dad, raising this daughter on your own, I could kind of see a little bit just like in your face, like you were taken back there. You, I could see the pain almost, but then I could see the light come back in your eyes when you start talking about meeting Wendy, getting involved back in church, having more children, having grandchildren. Like, it's just so cool to hear this story from you. And I think, I think God was so faithful to you, even in, in, your journey of fatherhood, your journey of being a husband, and just all those things. 
Yeah, my, my dad was wasn't around when I was young, so um, it was important that I you know I I spend time with Seth that I prepare him to be a good I hope to be a good father, mm-hmm. um, to be a, a good man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love my girls. Uh, Brienne is is so talented mm-hmm. and, and so creative, and and Andrea is just as creative. She paints and she's chasing four boys all the time. It's <laughs> pretty amazing. Yeah. So so I mean they're. Uh, all my kids are gifted in their own ways, and it's it, it is a it's a miracle that we yeah, <laughs> that I managed to pull it off. <laughs> it's <laughs> or amazing, I was part of it, you know. Yeah, it's amazing. So, well, so often when you MC, you introduce yourself. You say, "Hi, I'm Sean," but my friends call me U-Turn. And if you want to know why, you know, come see me afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I thought this would be a great time for you to to share. So why do some people call you U-Turn or your friends call you U-Turn? So in the motorcycle community, you earn your ride name. Uh, So like one of the guys that rides with this, his name's Baloo, like Baloo the Bear. From Jungle Jungle Book? Book. All right. Because he's a (laughs) big man and he sings. He can out-sing his radio. So he he earned his name. So um, I I have my name for two reasons. Number one, I miss my turn sometimes. (laughs) When you're leading a group of bikes, it's a problem. <laughs> the last men's summit, they were all, we, we stopped for lunch on the way up. We ride up every year for the men's summit and we were sitting there, everybody's eating and they were taking bets if I was going to miss the turn to the camp. Oh my goodness. So, well, I, I didn't. I <laughs> that's didn't. hilarious. So even with the GPS, I seem to miss it. So that's <laughs> part of the reason I have the name. But, um, you know, uh, it is about how I turn my life around. It, it is mm-hmm. about how... Um, yeah, I've applied myself, and but God is, he's just provided me, you know, I don't have a college education. Um, I've, I have certifications. I've been in IT for over 30 years. Uh, I'm, uh, my current title is, uh, believe it or not, vice president of uh, digital and innovations. So, wow, good so, for you. So I, I lead a team in U.S. and Canada, but there's no way that could have happened without God. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just... Placing me at the right place, at the right time. There were some mentors that came along the way, both saved and unsaved. Uh, I have a friend who's uh, who's in his eighties, early eighties, that um, is not not a believer, uh, but grew up in church. Hmm. Um, kind of went through the traditions and so forth, but never really engaged with God. And I think that um, so you know the, the what I tell people when I when I throw that out there. My name's Sean. My friends call me U-Turn. Ask me afterwards if you want to know more about it. I've had lots of people come up and ask me, and it gives me an opportunity to share my witness and talk about, you know, I grew up in church and how I screwed up pretty royally. And then I uh, turned around and uh, just accepting God's help and believe and seeing that he loved me and see and accepting the grace. Um, you know, two thieves is the, our motorcycle ministry, our bottom rocker is redemption. Um, that's something I, you know, I couldn't have been redeemed any other way. Mm-hmm. God, Jesus paid a price I couldn't pay. And, you know, earlier I said I was just going to do it on my own. And I can't imagine if I tried to do it on my own. Yeah. I'd be a completely different person. Uh, yeah. I, and it's, um, you know, it, it truly is. And we get an opportunity to, uh, in what I do, I get to share with other uh, motorcycle riders of everything from riders to club guys. Uh and, you know, we, we talk about the two thieves on the cross. We talk about the, uh, the significance that here's, here's two men hanging next to him that were more than thieves. Uh, and they, to be hanging there, they had to be very, very bad men. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but what happens, you know, initially they're both, they're cursing Jesus. They're, they're both on him. And, uh, but one of them realizes who he's hanging next to. And he says, 
you know, remember me. And Jesus says, yeah, you'll be with me today in paradise. If that thief can be saved, man, why can't we? Like mm. we have so many, we have such an opportunity. You just have to accept the gift. And then, so that's my passion. That's, I, I want to take that and, and I go and I meet writers where they're at, you know, and that sometimes means I'm doing poker runs or I'm, <laughs> I'm in a, I'm in a, um, I'm in a bar, you know, drink, drink I drink soda, but you know, I yeah. try to, but, but, you know, you're and, just trying and, to meet people where they're at. Yeah. And there's lines, there's lines I can't cross, Yeah, <laughs> but, but that's, that's really what it is. You know, I ride with them and we have coffee or mm-hmm. we go have lunch or, uh, there's always food involved. I've noticed, but anyway, Hey, that's the best, that's the best <laughs> way. We were talking about Chick-fil-A before we started recording. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, in a nutshell, that's what we do. Uh, the, the guys that are all riding with me have the same passion, um, I'm a chaplain. Uh, I go visit people in hospital. I I go visit them at home. Uh, we go and help. We have a toy run we do every year um, where we get to help children, uh, underprivileged children in our community, and families. And and some of these kids are just they're just they're just trying to make it, you know. And a lot of them don't have their dad or their mom or both. Uh, so it's pretty tough. So I'm glad that we are that God is number one put that passion in our heart but allowed us the opportunity to help those those kids and families so well i just have so much respect for you sean um i don't know if you knew this but i was raised by a single dad too so just hearing your story i I, it just it resonates with me so much and so i have so much respect for you i'm so thankful for for just your passion and your heart for not just um motorcycle uh the motorcycle community or those kind of things, but but for your kids, for your wife, for your family, it's just so evident in how you talk. So I'm just so thankful that you were able to to come and talk with us today. And I, I cannot wait to share this story. So just as we wrap up, is there is there any advice or anything you'd like to share? No, I, I think that all I would say is to, as believers, we should live every day uh, as though we're following Christ. Uh, it's not always easy and we make mistakes. We all make mistakes, but uh, you know, you have to be diligent. You have to uh, have purpose to it and try to, try to live that way. And that makes all the difference because people are watching. You know, my coworkers at work know I, know I love Jesus. They know I'm a believer. Uh, and I didn't have to put a Bible on my desk. I didn't have to. They just, they ask, what'd you do this weekend? And I tell them. They've invited me to, 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 to share with them. So, um, and they, they watch. They watch at the, at the holiday parties and they watch uh, how I handle things when something is been done wrong to me they, they and that is a greater witness sometimes than even the words i've said to them mm. so I encourage everybody to try to do that if they can yeah so well thank you so much again sean and hey if you all see sean or you turn uh you should go talk to him you should hear more of his story i'm sure he has even more to share than we had time for today but thank you again sean and uh we'll see you around soon awesome thank you I am so thankful that Sean came in to share his story today. It really touched my heart. And kind of like I mentioned uh, in the interview, I really could see the emotion in his face as he was telling this story um, about how he you know, engaged with God. He came back to God. He turned his life around. And so I hope you were encouraged by that today. And just even seeing and hearing Sean's example of living on mission, how he takes those opportunities to to tell people about Jesus, uh, to say, hey, my friends call me U-turn, ask me why. I just thought that was amazing. So I hope you were encouraged by Sean's story. And hey, if you see him around or next time he's emceeing, definitely take a minute and say hey. 
So we hope you'll join us next week as we'll have another amazing story to share of God's work and his faithfulness. Hey, thanks for listening to the Stories Collective, a podcast ministry of Desert Springs Community Church in Goodyear, Arizona. The Stories Collective is hosted by Sarah Shallow and produced by Brittany Petrie and me, Brandon Petrie. If you like our podcast, please remember to share, subscribe, leave a review, and if you want more information, please visit dscchurch.com.